This is Rafa, your host for the evening. Um, welcome to another show by Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Um, today I'm joined by my fantastic tech, Sham. Say something. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for your fantastic job. And today we are joined by the girls from Zababon, Alicia. Hello. And Karina. Hello. Hi. Um, so you guys were already on our show. I think it was maybe like half a year ago, right? It's not the first episode that talks about Zabobon and Poland. Yeah, it was sometime in June or May, mm-hmm. I don't remember. So what is Zabobon? Again, let's remind people or also tell the ones that don't know necessarily like what this organization is about. What are you girls doing? So uh, this organization was concepted uh, in connection to Amnesty International campaign on Poland. Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided to establish this organization because we just thought it would be more effective to have some more uh, spread out body uh, around Maastricht that would uh, carry this campaign on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just decided to not only focus on the Amnesty's campaign, but also on situation in Poland in general with regards to human rights issues that happen there. So for example, abortion rights, LGBTQ plus rights, refugee rights, and of course the judiciary system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot happening, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of happening. And today we'll also touch upon some of those issues and more. And yeah, we just decided to, to start this organization to spread awareness about all those issues that happen in Poland. And, and how do you do that? How do you spread the awareness besides being on the radio uh, show? Obviously, apart from being on the radio show, we also create uh, posts, uh, informative posts on our Instagram account Mm -hmm. so that uh, every week we try to post uh, one news from Poland that uh, relates to human rights there and the state of human rights. And it's in English, right? Yes, it's in English so Mm -hmm. that it's more accessible to to people in, in the Netherlands and in Maastricht. 
And apart from that, we also organize uh, different actions. So for example, last year in November, there was protest for Poland, mm -hmm. which focused on all those issues that I had already mentioned. So abortion rights, uh, refugee rights, and so on and so forth. And we just wanted to yeah, spread awareness about that and uh, show our disagreement with what's happening currently uh, in this country. And we also plan to organize cultural night at some point, mm -hmm. so that not only those educational and hands-on activism events, but also we would like to we would like people to get to know our beautiful culture, cuisine, history, um, and we plan to do it sometime soon, just for people to have some fun and get to know our beautiful country better. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. But Zabobon, so what does it mean? Alicia. So Zabobon literally means a superstition. Mm -hmm. um, and there's this very popular superstition going around that basically black cats bring bad luck. Um, so that's how we kind of invented our logo and our little mascot, which is uh, the black cat called Zabobon. Um, and basically we kind of started with this idea because we thought people have a lot of maybe not very correct ideas about Poland. Maybe they only know the bad sides of it. Um, and maybe it's nice to actually teach them a bit more than that and explain all the background um, and yeah, maybe stop those superstitions a bit. Yeah, so also like mentioned those like silly superstitions that are present in our lives. Do you girls have any specific superstition that's like quite common in Poland maybe that you would know you want to share or? Uh, I. I don't really follow those superstitions, or at least I don't try to not do that. Mm -hmm. But well, there's lots of them. The, for example, I think one is that um, elephants bring luck. So you would have those little figures of elephants, um, I don't know, around the house or something for good luck. Um, and also, I think in high school, people would say that you need to have red underwear um, for your exam to pass. So. That's something that well, the I professors <laughs> check that, or is that like just like an agreed uh, thing? <laughs> I did not experience that, luckily, but oh. well. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, one of the weirdest ones I encountered was for women who are pregnant not to look at dogs because the baby will turn apparently very, very hairy. So, to girls out there, if you find yourself in a situation, stray, stay away from dogs unless you want hairy babies, from what I understood. Karina, got something to add? Uh, yeah, I have one with, with which I have problem here and everywhere that's not Poland because in Poland we have this superstition that if you say, if someone says good luck to you and you respond thank you, that will bring bad luck and the thing that you want to happen will not happen. And normally I'm not superstitious person, but in Poland I usually follow this rule. Mm -hmm. So here I also try to, but then I always have to explain to people why I do that and it's uh, yeah, not, not very convenient to say this thing all over again, but I do it and uh, hopefully some people remember then and uh, <laughs> yeah. Sham, you've got any superstitions going on, Polish or not? Polish or not, oh my God. Before uh, we I, jump I, to I, the I, next I, song. I, I can't even remember uh, no. <laughs> all the superstitions. It, it's a lot to keep up sometimes. Mm. Well, <laughs> by the way, I forgot to mention the our intro song was by Krzysztof Zalewski. It's called Polsko, so O Poland, I guess. Um, I don't know who chose it, but uh, and the background on the song, what? Yeah, so, I mean, we chose it together, but I think, I mean, this is my interpretation, mm -hmm. but I think basically it's about um, the, the very big atmosphere of hatred in mm -hmm. Poland right now and how, yeah, in the song um, it's talked about kind of trying to um, not give in to this hatred. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, our next song, does either of you want to introduce it? 
I'll do it. Um, it's Antidote. Um, it's a Dutch band, actually, punk band, uh, prominent in the 80s, for I remember. And the song name is Live by the Rules. Still here, still with Alicia and Carolina from Zabobon and Sham as my technician. Um, the song you just listened to was Antidote by Dutch punk band. Um, oh, well, the band is called Antidote and the song is called Live by the Rules. Um, and I chose it because we are going to be talking about rules regarding Polish schools right now, as far as I understand, right? So what is Lex Czarnek and why is it a big deal in Poland right now? Yeah, so um, Lex Czarnik is named after our um, Minister of Education. And basically, um, he started this bill proposal in order to have more centralized control over the education system. Um, of course, you know, the parties in, in power wants to kind of push their agenda and their ideas in schools, because of course, education is a big tool to influence um, children and minds and then later on adults. Um, so the bill that is now in consideration basically would give more power to those kind of regional um, yeah, superintendents. Those are people that kind of have power over the schools in the region. Mm -hmm. um, and they are directly chosen by the government. 
So yeah, those people are mostly always in line with the party in power. And if they can really easily, for example, remove a principal of a school or, for example, ban certain educational activities, they can really easily influence what content is taught to children. Mm -hmm. So the electronic is essentially the name of the legislation, I guess. Or yes, yeah, exactly. It's, um, it was a long process. Um, there's lots of people trying to stop this bill from being introduced. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, at the moment, it's actually already at the desk of our president and people are trying to get him to not sign it. Um, but well, I mean, our president is known for signing things easily, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, basically, they say that the justification for this bill is to give parents more oversight over what's happening um, in schools with their children. Mm -hmm. um, so basically that parents would need to explicitly agree for their children to participate in some classes, for example, if they're organized by an NGO or any organization like this. Uh, but is it really the parents then who choose or is it just... Uh Yeah, like a small screen to make them feel like it's actually about them, but it's more about the propaganda of the government. Yeah, I think it's way more about the centralized power. So the activities mm. would have to be approved by parents, but also by the regional director. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, these people really will have the kind of decisive, decisive word there. Um, and for example, we already know that many of them are very much conservative, like the one from the um, Małopolski region. Um, yeah, she is very much within the PIS party, the party in power. The PIS party. Um, <laughs> the PIS party, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, within Classic. their line and kind of, yeah, she already had steps um, to remove principles that were maybe a bit more liberal, so. Yes, I heard of some cases of, I th I'm not sure if it was like, a, well, headmaster or like principal, but they organized through the Constitution or was something related to it, right? They, they essentially organized free classes for their pupils to teach them about the importance of the Polish Constitution and like upholding it, upholding the rule of law. And because of that, there was a massive repercussion and the director originally got fired, but then got re reinstated, I believe, by the court. I think it happened. We can double check it later. So, Karolina? Something to add on the Lex Charnak? Like, what does it actually affect? Because like, we talked about like, how, go, how it got uh, pushed through, but what does it actually do? So, for example, one of, we can say, aftermaths of this law is uh, the list of banned organizations mm -hmm. from, from schools. And, for example, one of such organizations is Amnesty International um, or, for example, Auschwitz Jewish Center as well, uh, because those organizations are deemed to be harmful for, for children. Mm -hmm. And uh, this list makes it very prejudiced uh, for the system of education because there is no more plurality of opinions, of, of views. There is clearly... Um, one point of view that is centered and the other ones that are not in accordance with it are just cut off from the from the debate so our mother organization is essentially banned from polish schools as yes. as we can see it regarding amnesty international i just wanted to mention one thing in regards to that the ordo luris which you girls probably are uh, familiar with at least the name um it sounds very ominous and latin i mean as most things in latin anyway 
Um, but what I wanted to mention is that the, they are the organization that's like very involved in pushing all of those like conservative and like right wing laws. Like Lex Charnik is not uh, the only one of them. A lot of the abortion laws as well like pass through them, which we are going to touch upon later, right? But what, what I found like a bit troubling is that the Ordo, Ordo Luris is originally a Brazilian sect, like ultra conservative Christian sect. Um, that just uh, found its members and they just spread uh, to like different countries, including Poland. And suddenly enough, the Polish part of it is apparently the best organized one. And now they are essentially like playing cards for like the, the surrounding countries by allowing them to push more conservative agendas, like through the legislations and whatnot. So yeah, we have a sect running our country. Yeah, this organization you just mentioned also had uh, influence of the creation mm. of this list mm-hmm. uh, because uh, the the chief education officer uh, who was responsible for this list yeah. uh, she read the reports of for example uh, Ordo Luris or uh, also Parents Protect Children Association mm-hmm. that's uh, one of those that was like super yeah. anti LGBTQ yeah, yeah, exactly, I believe yeah, exactly they yeah. spread those uh, views that uh, LGBTQ plus communities they want to sexualize children by the ide- ideologies and so on and so forth um, and because of that and because of the influence of among others, those organizations, this list of band organizations was created. Hmm. Well, I think that was it in the topic. Alicia, would you like to add something or? Yeah, I think I would just like to add that I think looking in the, in the future, you know, this kind of law can have a very detrimental effect on young mm. people. I mean, you know, imagine if you feel that you belong to the LGBTQ community and then you're taught in school that that's wrong and that's some kind of deviation and that you should, you know, stick to the conservative way of doing it. I mean, <laughs> the conservative um, picture of what is a normal family in quotes. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really, really a dangerous law, um, yeah. But it did not pass yet, or did it pass already? No, it didn't completely pass, um, yeah. It's, it only needs to be signed. Yeah, it needs still. to be signed yeah, by the exactly. president, so, yeah, we will we'll see in the near future. In, within, the, I think that the president has until the 7th of nine or 9th of March to sign it or to mm. um, reject it, so. All right. Well, yeah. hopefully he will change his mind, but I don't think that would happen, right? Let's jump to another song. Um, speaking of sex and cults, it's by Polish band Kult, which means cult, um, and it's the name is Mieszkam w Polsce, which is I live in Poland. Please enjoy. Thank you. 
Hello, hello, this is Rafa speaking, still on Student Radio, still RTVMA 307.5 FM with Zabobon crew, Alicia and Carolina and hello. Sham with me. Hello, hello, hello again. Yeah, um, we have a bit of a mishap with songs. We played a Polish song. It was supposed to be something else, but whatever, we are going to fix it. It was called, uh, and the name of the song is I Live in Poland. Why was it chosen besides of being about Poland? Um, I think we just kind of thought it's really nicely talks about the weird vibe of living in Poland and being kind of always a bit depressed, but still staying, I think. Oh, so there's like this somewhat Eastern European vibe. I mean, we are all Eastern Europeans, so it's not, yeah, I think we can all agree. Okay. Um, in this part of the conversation, we would like to talk about abortions in Poland and like the access to them and everything that the government does to limit that access or outwardly ban it. So Karolina, Alicia. So maybe Carina. we'll start with uh, a background of, of this uh, situation because we already talked about it last year, but I feel like it's very important to, to mention that once, once again. Mm -hmm. So in 2020, there was this verdict passed by the Polish Constitutional Court, um, which basically banned access to abortion in Poland almost completely. Like before, it was only possible in, in free situations. So in case of uh, unlawful acts, so for example, rape of, or incest, in case of uh, the danger of mother's death or children's death. Uh, but the latter, uh, because of this verdict, was uh, cut off from this uh, consensus, so-called abortion consensus, mm -hmm. as they call it in Poland. So now it's no longer possible uh, to, to have abortion in, ca in case of some uh, fetal defects, for example. And this makes abortion laws in Poland one of the strictest in the European Union and in Europe as well. And, uh, and we in the world as well, I think, yeah, in a way. Yeah, probably, yes, yes. All things considered. So, um, yeah, this makes women's rights above all um, restricted in Poland because uh, women are no longer... Um, can no longer have abortion in those cases. And there are already some other movements uh, that want to ban abortion even further. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is- Can you even ban it any further? Because right now, what, what do they need to, what's the one and only condition nowadays? I think it's still in the case of rape and incest or not? Uh, even there are that. two. So uh, in the case of uh, mother's health, like mm -hmm. the danger of the mother's health, mm -hmm. but it also overlaps with the one that I just mentioned. So. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, if uh, children's health is endangered, also mother's health may be endangered, mm. but this is very much disputed um, sometimes, and it makes it very hard to, to have abortion because some doctors are for it and some are against it. If because there was this recent case as well, right? About, yeah, yeah. I forgot, uh, sorry, the woman's name, because that, that sparked another bunch it, of there protests. Were, there were a few there women were, that I mean, already yeah. died because they couldn't oh. uh, get abortion because of this mm. law precisely mm -hmm. because the doctor said no because yeah, it was not it's no longer lawful to do so Alicia yeah yeah the case that was I think the most talked about um, was the case of Isabella um, and basically her pregnancy was in a huge risk and um, the doctors were waiting only for the fetus to die um, and they still did not um, perform the abortion even though it was actually sure that the pregnancy was just not going to um, to continue, but still they were afraid um, to end the pregnancy. Um, and because of this, uh, she got sepsis and she died. So I think there we can see that it's a 
you know, it's an issue that actually just touches real people. And every day, um, women are actually afraid that if they get pregnant, but whenever something goes wrong, maybe there's nobody to help them because doctors are afraid or because doctors, um, yeah, are just kind of living in this atmosphere of abortion being one of the most risky um, things right now. Because they can be punished for performing abortion as well, right? Or yes, yeah, exactly. Because exactly. I've read about um, essentially like abortion tourism happening nowadays in Poland. Like there is more and more organizations that just try to provide support for for people to get abortion abroad since it's completely impossible for them to do it in Poland. But even that, like I've heard that like if it's found out, like they can still uh, face punishments. Should it be found out that, that they perform such thing abroad? Um, yeah, I think that the law basically says that anyone who facilitates or helps um, someone to end the pregnancy can be held accountable in some way. So there's lots of organizations, for example, um, Abortion Without Borders, mm-hmm. and they basically help um, help people to go across to Czech Republic or Germany or anywhere else in the European Union um, to have the abortion done. But they were, yeah, they, I think, got some threats, some legal threats. So it, even that might be soon impossible, um, yeah, which is a very, very dangerous and drastic situation. Indeed. Karina, would you like to add something? Um, yeah, maybe one thing that even, like the, pro- the whole problem with this law is that even if you ban it, abortions will not stop, they will still happen either because of the abortion tourism, so, so women going to other countries to have abortion, mm-hmm. or in, in so-called abortion underground. Which makes it even riskier. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Of course. Well, with this not very positive note, let's jump to a song, Alicia, the name. Yeah, so the next song is basically called We Want To Be Ourselves, um, and it's by a Polish band called Perfect. Which means perfect in Polish, in English as well. Yes. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I think it's basically about living in an atmosphere where you cannot really, really fully be yourself um, and kind of trying to escape that situation. All right, let's listen. Oh, oh, oh. 
Hello, hello. This is still Rafa, still with Alicia and Carolina and Sham in the studio. RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM, Student Radio Maastricht. And we are talking about Zabobon and Poland, like different aspects of why our conservative gov- government is completely messed up. Uh, we talked about abortions and the Lex Czarnek, which affects, uh, well, schooling system, uh, the ideologies that the children are being taught, and the access to abortions. Now let's move to invigilation, so Pegasus and... Yes, yeah. um, so recently it was found, and actually it was also confirmed by Amnesty International, that the Polish government used a spying software to spy on opposition candidates in the last elections. Um, So basically they used a software called Pegasus, which allows for really widespread invigilation. So basically if that's installed on your device, it can steal your messages, your browsing history, passwords. It can even just activate your camera or or microphone and just literally eavesdrop to your conversations. Um, And this was basically used against uh, one of the leading politicians from the opposition party and also a couple of other very outspoken critics of the government. But those are only the cases that we know of. So Mm -hmm. it's actually still under investigation and it's possible that actually this affected way more people. Because like the Pegasus was a big thing, I think when 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 was it like around a month, two months ago, when the big reveal came that it's not well. Of course, we are talking about Poland right now, but it's a widespread thing, where usually authoritarian governments were using it to spy on the um, on the opposition and journalists, etc. And now we are talking about countries in Europe, Poland. You know, we can agree disagree how democratic it is right now, less and less with every passing year and, and under the PiS party rule, as you call them. I'll still stick to that. Um, but yeah, Caroline? Uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted to add that uh, this situation really shows how polarized Polish political scene is because they are, what they are doing, they're basically fighting with each other instead of having meaningful debates on how to run a country. And it's just very sad to me to, to observe that, that instead of uh, acting in a way that is uh, beneficial for the Polish society. They they continue to have those wars, so to say, among each other and just uh, blame each other all the way around for but everything. But you're talking then about the political parties right now, or? Yeah, I'm talking in general about the polarization mm-hmm. uh, in Poland, both, of course, political and also societal, because those both are influenced by one another. Mm. And I think that this case of Pegasus really, really shows that. Yeah, Pegasus is actually like just one of the very few, uh, well, one of, actually, the other way around, one of the many uh, things that the government used to, um, I don't know, impair journalism or like uh, reporting on whatever they are doing in Poland. Um, let's not forget about the, all the media laws that were passed also mm-hmm. in relation to, I think it was the concession for the TVN that was recently a big thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, the governing party is basically trying to justify those laws by mm. kind of bringing the media back to the national market or something so that they are not owned by um, companies from abroad. But in reality, they are really targeted towards the media that are spreading information that's not in line with what the party would want you to hear. Um, so, yeah, they basically try to stop the concession for for t- um, TVN, which is one of the more... Yeah, uh, associated with opposition and because yeah. TVN is essentially like uh, for those who don't know who are not from Poland, it's uh, it's a private 
privately owned station, yeah, it's, right? It's, uh, it's owned by the Discovery um, conglomerate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were always, uh, they essentially, I think they had one of the first uh, actual like 24-7 news channels on like whatnot in Poland, which was always like a bit against like the conservative uh, reporting and whatnot. But uh, the big case was that they couldn't, uh, it wasn't sure whether they are going to get the concession to actually like be able to access the airwaves and the TV stations, right? Yeah. And the law, in the end, it didn't pass, right? They, they got their concession and... Yeah, in the end, well, I don't really know exactly what the way that it happened was, but they are able to still operate. Um, but I think it's very important because that's actually one of the few stations mm -hmm. that people would have if they have like the basic programs. And except for this one, people would mostly listen to the state-run media, um, which is, yeah, complete propaganda. Um, and they are basically spreading lies and what they want people to believe. Especially after 2015, I believe. That's when they've made the sweeping changes to the public broadcasting in the first place, right? Yeah, exactly. That's when they took over the TVP1, I believe it's called, the station. I mean, a bunch of them. And nowadays, they are actually even using, uh, how do you call them, the Orlen. It's also a massive oil conglomerate, which was used recently to purchase a majority of stakes in, I think, around 80% of like all the local newspapers and stations and whatnot. And right after that, you could see that all of them are uh, spreading essentially the same news, almost copy-pasted, like with the same titles and topics and the content. So Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. Orlen bought um, Polska Press, which mm -hmm. is the... Yeah, the kind of label that owned lots of titles and a lot of um, newspapers. So basically now they can yeah post the same articles in all of them and they reach uh, yeah a lot of people because they, they, they buy those local newspapers and that's the news that they get. Hmm. Karina, something more about media, Pegasus? Maybe just in general, you can really see that uh, the Peace Party controls almost everything so they have education mm -hmm. they are trying to control it even more currently they have media they have judiciary system as well which mm -hmm. we didn't talk about today but uh, they also control it very majorly and uh, we can still toss it in the last part yeah okay and yeah it's a uh, really sad to see this uh, lack of democratic plurality in a way it's saddening news indeed so With that being said, let's have something cheering, uplifting, a song-wise. Karina? It's not actually that uplifting. Oh, okay. Uh, because, uh, I found the name uh, funny. But. It's uh, majorly about uh, how polarized Poland is, because the title is Polska Podzielona, which means uh, Poland's divided. Oh. And uh, it's about how those two um, political scenes and political sides of society, in a way, fight with each other. Okay, so it's Polska Podzielona by? Big Cids. Which is? Big boop. Nice. Let's listen to it. To jest bardzo dziwny naród, nikt za nami nie przepada Chyba, że idziesz do baru, masz ochotę wtedy gębę zamknąć Szybko im na kłódkę, choć nie piją drinków z kolą Tylko walą czystą wódkę Znają się na piłce nożnej, mówią coś o polityce Że nie chodzą na wybory, lubią za to duże cyce Gdzie dwie głowy, trzy opinie, jeden Polak to kultura Kiedy czterech jest na bani, to już wielka awantura
że Polacy to jest bardzo dziwna nacja Choć nie lubią zbytnio obcych To w Egipcie na wakacjach Żyją kości, bo styrani po robocie Na obczyźnie swoją dumę narodową Eksponują na bieliźnie Polak lubi baletować i najchętniej tuż po balu Chciałby miesiąc leczyć kaca Siedzieć w domu na socjalu Do sąsiadów się nie śmieją Smutnym wzrok wbijają w chodnik Przez partyjną demagogię Czują się dziś lepsi od nich Polska Lubią zawsze znaleźć haka, bo ze wszystkich nacji w świecie nienawidzą Polaka Ten jest złodziej, tamten pijak, niech mu całe życie zgnie Choć na gwiazdkę pod choinką, zrzucimy się na szyję Na dwóch wyspach obok siebie, podzieleni murem strachu Dziś życzymy tym sprzeciwka, by skończyli jutro w piachu Naród jeden, dwie wspólnoty, a po środku wielka woda Obiertują i czekają, gdy na mosty wróci moda Polska This is Rafa speaking, your host tonight with Alicia, Carolina and Sham in the studio on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Thanks to Student Radio Maastricht. So we are here talking about Zabobon, about Poland, about abortions in Poland, lack of access to them. Um, we talked about uh, invigilation, Pegasus, also the, uh, well, schools and children <laughs> so yes. thank you so we have last five minutes to maybe mention the things that weren't mentioned that we forgot to mention during other spots um karina alicia is there something you'd like to add to expand on yes i would like to add something for the for the loss about the education system the lex charnek lex charnek yeah mm -hmm. it comes from the name uh Przemysław Czarnek, which is the education minister and i think that what's really important to mention is that he himself is a very conservative person with very homophobic and misogynistic views he actually is known for his statements about what is the natural role for women to play in a marriage and uh, yeah all those very very outdated and conservative and harmful statements so i think that if this is the person that's drafting laws about what children should be taught th that's a very dangerous situation um so for example i don't think that there will be any more sex ed in school at this point it was already very very um limited when i was going to school and yeah these days yeah tell me about it <laughs> yeah no, really the, yeah sorry yeah no the, the i think it really depends on the teacher that you have but the official textbooks that you get also textbooks for sex that i don't know who writes those but yeah they they are really pushing this conservative agenda about like oh you have to wait till marriage and you know only talking about heterosexual relationships so mm -hmm. yeah and i mean in some schools the sex is actually taught by priests so i think that's the <laughs> biggest <laughs> the sham almost fell from his chair <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so okay. i think that tells you a lot 
All right. No, like I, I actually had a discussion recently because I was reminiscing my well secondary and high school years, and yeah, it's not necessarily about the sex education, but about the ethics classes. Which uh, I'm not sure how is it in other countries, but in Poland um, we have obligatory or well, somewhat obligatory religion classes, right? Which happen from primary school when you are seven, and they go on until university, essentially, as far as I'm concerned, right? And at some point when I was back in high school, so it was like more than 12 years ago at this point, um, they introduced the ethics classes. But the problem was that, yeah, they, they are kind of replacement for the religious one, but they still don't have teachers to teach the ethics. So they ended up with priests teaching the ethics as well, which actually like beats the purpose anyway. Um, Karina, something you want to add to our general discussion? Maybe also to education. I mm. just want to mention that um, you can really see that uh, Peace understood how powerful of a tool education is because there is, I think, even this quote by Nelson Mandela that education is the best tool to change the world. Mm. So I think they are really using it. Education, I mean, to, to transform the Polish society because the easiest way to do it is just to, um, yeah, control the education system and uh, That's with everything. You start done agenda. with children and you just like, uh, how do you call them? Well, not necessarily groom them, but that's essentially what they are doing from the very exactly. beginning. All right. Um, do we have cultural agenda, Sham? Something you would like to... No, not really, but I think uh, things are opening up now. They're opening uh, up. I yeah. think all the restrictions are being lowered. By the way, guys, um, don't miss out on the opportunity and go check out Kot Zabobon on Instagram. It's uh, at Kot, K-O-T dot Zabobon. Um, The girls are trying to provide you with uh, on-the-spot information about Poland in English, but also some curious facts about cuisine, other stuff as well. There will be some events planned, I've heard, potentially. You mean from Zabobon? From Zabobon, yeah. I yeah. already mentioned, I think, in the beginning that we we are planning to do a cultural night. With pierogi. With pierogi, of course. Well, of course, with pierogi. Like, that's nice. that's the most uh, essential part of our culture, maybe apart from vodka. So, um, yeah, we will have a cultural night during which we will introduce people to our Polish culture, cuisine, um, and other perhaps more uplifting factors other than politics and uh, societal struggles in Poland. Mm -hmm. And Amnesty, any upcoming events? Do you girls have, you need to rush after this as well for? Yes, after this, we are directly going to a documentary screen screening at the Lumiere Cinema mm -hmm. about Colombia this time. Uh, but yes, there's lots of events coming from Amnesty as well. So also make sure to check Amnesty Maastricht. Um, there will be a lot of actions for the Women's Day. Um, there's also a climate march coming up. Um, so yeah, definitely check those out. And enjoy Carnival, although try to remain safe and sound. <laughs> um, with that being said, I would like to thank you girls. It thank was you nice, very much. Enlightening, thank you. quite depressing actually, to know that your country is going down the shitter. Um, thank you, Sham, for being a fantastic tech. It's mm -hmm. always great to be here. Thank you um, What's going to be our next song? It's by Marek Grehuta. Quite old school choice, I think. Yeah, it's quite old school, but we decided to choose it with Alicia because this song is actually uplifting it's kind of melancholic but also uh mara grehuta uh, he he sings about uh how hopeful he is for the future and uh you know there are many bad things happening right now in poland but we believe that it's 
truly important to hold on to this hope to just speak out about the things that matter to fight for the things that matter and be hopeful that in the in the future this will change well let's stay hopeful thank you carolina thank you thank you alicia thank you very much and sean thank and thank you, you to our much. listeners yeah, to maastricht and student radio maastricht as well and call 043 i believe still there do utraty tchu Tyle było chwil Gdy żałujesz tych Z których nie masz nic Jedno warto znać Jedno tylko wiedz Że ważne są tylko te dni Których jeszcze nie znamy Ważnych jest kilka tych chwil na które czekamy Ważne są tylko te dni Których jeszcze nie znamy Ważnych jest kilka tych chwil Tych na które czekamy Pewien znany ktoś Kto miał dom i sad Zgubił nagle sens w złe kręgi wpadł Choć majątek pryzł On nie stoczył się Wytłumaczyć umiał sobie Wtedy właśnie, że Ważne są tylko te dni Których jeszcze nie znamy Ważnych jest kilka tych chwil Tych, na które czekamy Ważne są tylko te dni, których jeszcze nie znamy Ważnych jest kilka tych chwil, tych na które czekamy Jak rozpoznać ludzi, których już nie znamy Jak pozbierać myśli z tych nieposkładanych Jak oddzielić nagle Serce od rozumu Jak usłyszeć siebie Pośród śpiewu tłumu Jak rozpoznać ludzi Których już nie znamy Jak pozbierać myśli Z tych nieposkładanych Jak odnaleźć nagle Radość i nadzieję Odpowiedzi szukaj, czasu jest tak wiele Ważne są tylko te dni, których jeszcze nie znamy Ważnych jest kilka tych chwil, tych na które czekamy Ważne są tylko te dni, których jeszcze nie znamy Ważnych jest kilka tych chwil, tych na które czekamy.